Welcome to Love & Hip Hop The Tea, VH1's official podcast about all things love & hip hop. I'm Lim Gonzalez. Yo, it's your boy DJ Jesse J. And I'm TK Trinidad. Okay, it was a big night on VH1 with the two-hour premiere of Love & Hip Hop Atlanta Season 8 and lots of slander over on the Miami Reunion Part 2. Yep, JoJo becomes a no-no for the whole Miami cast. And then, during the highly anticipated Atlanta premiere, yo, we see Spice takes on some serious issues, Stevie's back with his shenanigans, and Carly is in love again. Grab your popcorn and let's go! All right, guys, we are back. All right, we are going to talk so much about that Atlanta premiere. You know what I mean? The juggernaut of love and hip-hop. And we got some piping hot tea. But first, we got to talk about this conclusion to the reunion part two in Miami. Miami. Yo, Trina was not having it. They started this off. Trina was... Carry on. Next question. <laughs> Thank you. I find that whole, like, this whole second part was just like, there's no resolve for a lot of the beefs between a lot of folks. One that we saw kind of deteriorate was Prince and Bobby, but I felt like Bobby kept it real positive. He did. He was rooting for for Prince, mm-hmm. kept being his little cheerleader when they were talking about the music, and Prince, you got, you know I mean, if you gonna do this, like they all said, when someone gives you the opportunity, you gotta get up and do the poppy shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, come on, you better do it, it's your stage, brother. Yeah, well, he just did the dance. They were asking him to like sing or something, wow. and he's like, there's no attitude, or da da da. And, I, and like, oh. I love that you kept it real, <laughs> Prince. Yeah, but usually, like, I feel like if you are an artist, you always have like a backup, like, okay, you want me to perform, okay, here's my phone. Hit play. Yeah, it's like you have something, like, you always, you always ready. Yeah. It's just like if you're a rapper, like, you better have them bars yeah, on deck. Either have like, you know, your your bars that you've been practicing or are you just good at freestyle? Like you have to be one or the other. Ooh, what did y'all think about chaotic? You know what I mean? They were talking about the Liz conversation. He was like he was acting like it was nothing. And then came out to say he ain't even friends with Prince. Well, Prince. it's true. Because mm. at the end of the day... Mm. See, this is a convenient argument. Super convenient. I agree with what you're yeah. about to say. Go ahead. At the end of the day, the thing is, people, like I think I think I said this last week, people throw the word friends, yep. the, the friendship and all that around like it's just, you know, oh, well, I love this person. Very loosely. And it's true. It's like, okay, they met on set because I believe... Um, JoJo said that about Amada. Like, they had met on set mm-hmm. the first season. They weren't, like, the, you, you see how they're talking, you swear that they've been friends for, like, 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that was the, definitely a fair ar- argument from Chaotic, and Prince maybe acquires friends qu- faster than, you know, Chaotic does. I think uh, with Chaotic, I think it was, it was like you said, it was, it was a matter of convenience. It was easy to be like, yo, that's not my friend, because then what it does is argue his point about what he said about Liz. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the $2,000 shoes... Like the space boots, like stop it. Um, I, I was upset at that um, because you should not have paid twenty dollars for mm. them shoes. How do you know he paid for them? They could just cost two thousand, but he didn't pay for them. And he'll be putting them right in the box, and the exactly. stylist will bring them right, right. on back right. to the showroom. But and then he even even to suggest, I, I felt like that was a point of contention because when he suggested that Liz put you know her stuff, her in pussy front of his, in, in his face, in front and of his, said, "You, what do you want to eat?" First of all, chaotic. What in the chaotic dream are you? <laughs> I know living Liz in? doesn't even seem no. like... right. Somebody would say that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one girl on Love and Hip Hop Miami that would even have the balls. Yeah, to she do doesn't that. seem that that forward. No. Yeah. No. What no. do you want to eat? He like, was grasping. First of all, yeah. you're, just because you have a grill, don't mean this burger is for you <laughs> to oh put it on. Oh. Right. Okay then. That part. Well then, um, they called chaotic JoJo 2.0. Well, Prince did. I thought that was funny. <laughs> also, what is funny, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but 
Oh, I think I sent you guys the clips of Chaotix little oh, Instagram yes. videos. Yeah, with yes. um, Caitlyn Jenner, Jenner or something like that. That was not Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, I know, but the chick that kind of looked. And then he kept calling Caitlyn or Chris Jenner. Yeah. Right. I was dying. He never Chaotic said Bruce. Yeah. Which is, yeah, he, he's, so, um, yeah, he's so out there. I feel like, though, that was kind of clout chasing. It, just what, opinion. The, the, the videos that doing, like, he knows, like, you're not. Nah, but she really looked like Caitlyn, though. She no, did. No, she no, did. but then she even did. the waitress one when yeah. he's on live stream, and exactly. he's like, "Oh, I didn't like my food." She's like, "Well, let's ask the audience." Right. <laughs> I feel like, come on, dude. She's come like, "You on, ate dude. your whole plate." And he's, then the fact he that he looked like he was on a Denny's, like so he's was, trying to do what Prince. Prince has a really dope vlog. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I, mm-hmm. I went back, I watched it. He has cartoon edits in. What it. is it on Instagram or on YouTube? YouTube. Okay, and uh. I, I didn't know this, but like he'd been doing it, and it's really it's uh, it's re- done really well for mm-hmm. a vlog, and so I feel like chaotic's kind of jumping into that world, yes. and it's like, bro, you sitting here saying you ain't friends, but you clearly learned, uh, you, you taught each other something, exactly. Yeah. You know, whether it's music or what what the case is. But... I think he's also realizing that um, his stint on Love and Hip Hop, you know, it's very Only it can so be far. very temporary mm-hmm. unless you have another you know situation going on or Multiple or you get with someone income. that. Something like that. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know what he's doing with his music, but I think he's vying for another season of Love and Hip Hop Miami. Uh, Shay and JoJo. So, you know, JoJo. Wig snatch. Girl. Wig snatch. Yo, they went in on her. I give her, though. She kept a stone cold face for most of it. As she should. I mean, if you're going to commit to that, then you need to commit it all the way. Like, she, you know, she, I think she's seeing the mistakes that she made through the course of the show, but I think through... But own up to them. I felt like there, she had... A few moments to where she really could have owned up to, like, right. yo, I apologize. Like, Amara, like, everyone sitting up there is telling you, like, that. let's get to the root situation. Like, everyone up here is telling you, like, you sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, a root voodoo. Like, first of all, now you're mixing, like, different. Yeah, there's different ones. Because Santeria is more of uh, saints. Yeah. And then you're talking about black magic, which is, like, voodoo and obia and stuff like that. And it's just kind of like, you don't even know um you can't tell you can't tell the difference and then you're telling then you're saying Amada practices this, but it's like, well, Amada does more of the dancing part of it and you know, she she is she's aware of it, but she doesn't practice like you would know if she's practicing it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're mixing a lot of the the concepts of it. And if you're gonna, you know, say this about somebody, then you should at least research like I just did a Google research and this was within five minutes, this is some of the stuff. What you learned about Yeah. So it's just kind of like if you're gonna do that, then do the research to find out exactly what you think it is and then go grow up. But why Bobby apologizing and you ain't? Right. Or what did you think when uh, she didn't, uh, Shay was so upset because obviously we see what Shay was going through now. Right. But JoJo had the opportunity to then apologize for saying she had cancer. Exactly. Like I I was gonna speak on that and basically that's, and I haven't been the biggest fan of Shay the entire season, Um, but I did feel her in that moment because you should never talk about somebody's health like that Mm -hmm. and to say she had, go on social media, say she had cancer, um, I mean, that's huge. Um, and that's detrimental to someone's psyche. You don't know what they're going through, mm-hmm. how that can affect mm-hmm. them. And it's like a low blow. And even, you know, and when Shay was basically saying, look, we were starting and we talk about that friendship word. Right. They were starting a friendship. And I believe that they were starting a friendship and it went left when Joe started dating Pete. Mm-hmm. And so then that's, you know, that whole thing went crazy. And we know that there was a couple of dates, according to P. And it wasn't really nothing. She even said on The Breakfast yeah. Club, wasn't really. They probably wouldn't have never got together if it wasn't for the show. Right. But the fact that you say these things, you said that about Shay, you're saying that about Amara. It's like you're not taking accountability well, for yourself. Here's the thing. The only friend that she had before she started filming the show was Prince. So everybody else... 
is considered like you I, I have I believe that you have certain people that are in your circle and then everybody else after be outside that circle can f off no yeah. matter what and mm-hmm. it's up to you if you want to be an adult and you know decide on what your rules of your life is going to be and i feel like with her it's just like these people they're they're not her friends um there's no invest there, no no investment in there because it's just been a short period of time so she's gonna keep everything close to the chest because it's a 50 50 chance that she's even gonna be on the show next season right so why why even why even you know show remorse or show weakness uh, well, you know what I mean? Because we're all watching you. You know what exactly. I mean? It's called your character. And the uh, fact that everybody was going, I mean, not just them, but it was Tip and Veronica were yeah. going out on her. And well, it's just like, if that, that many people would have issue with you, it's got to be something with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to check yourself. Well, and not only that, they've given you time and time and mm-hmm. time and time yes. again. In Miami, don't get nothing should have no real beef with her and even she said you're fake to my face like i thought we were cool then i see you on a green screen popping mm-hmm. off yeah like, but that, i think that happens with people who uh were born into privilege it's just like you don't have to you don't have to be self-aware because mm. you have a safety net you have mm. a bigger safety net than you know you know okay well you lost your job you have unemployed like it's it's way bigger than that so she doesn't have she's never been forced to be self-aware so all these things that people are presenting to her it's more of an attack yeah. versus oh well it might be be might might be me because it's never been me because of the privilege that she has own your sh- uh well bobby he done said that he's not in love with Prince. He made it very clear. He said, I am not. I'm a, a protective friend. But JoJo said that, though. Why would JoJo say that? Because JoJo. It's JoJo. Mess. Oh. Yeah, you JoJo, it's JoJo don't know what she's doing. Exactly. I know. Honestly, like, girl, first of all, take that frisbee off your head. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, Shay, that was funny. Yeah, like, and I believe that about Bobby. I do. I think that there is a little, like, don't get it twisted. Like I have best friend, male friends who are straight, and like, there are moments where it's like, oh, could I ever like? Is this the type of guy that I want? And then quickly I'll be like, mm, no, like I know way too much about you. Like right. you are my best friend. Does the thought? Can the thought come over there? Like, okay, can you say like, oh, I wish I could meet a guy like this? Yeah, sure. Right. And if JoJo, you're taking that and turning it into whatever story you want, because we've seen that she does that, because she yes. did that with Amara in the DMs. Yes, yeah. she did. Because even Amara tried to check her again, like, uh, excuse me, so wait, what's this about the DM? And then JoJo going to go back and Mm -hmm. rewind. I think she sees that, and and Bobby did say, he says, I have love for Prince. Mm -hmm. He's like, I will always, even though they're not the best of friends right now, I will still ride for him. And I think that's the type of love. And like you said, I have male friends that I I truly love. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with being in love with them. I just love them as people. and And I call them, some of them, family. So to say, and I think that's where he's coming from, and I think JoJo is twisting it because it fits her agenda yep. to try to be in the mix of things. And Bobby, and I like the fact that he said it straight because Prince, you know, he basically said, like, I shouldn't have to, you know, people think this about me. And that me. explains Bobby's exactly. character. Right. To, uh, it speaks to his character. Sure, sure. Um, all right, Kiara Gunplay, they are not together. And Kiara has a her her heel on his neck that she is just going to be focused to on herself. But, I mean, we'll see where that goes because he looked gonna... really upset. He, I, I mean... But did you agree with Spec though, what he's had to say? Because it is true, like, no one's going to change overnight. But if he's making the attempts now, it's like, yeah, girl, are you tired? You know what I mean? Are you tired of dealing with this? Yeah, I I think it's definitely a decision-making thing because you have people who will make the attempts, and then as soon as they get into the good graces, they're going to fall back to what they were doing Mm -hmm. before. So I think she's very cautious. And then you also don't know... 
in her past relationships if she's fully dealt with those and bringing those you know scars over to this as well so there's maybe a couple of things that are playing into into that situation but i think she was originally from atlanta anyway yeah so i mean it don't work then move on i think they just need to leave each other alone personally yeah i don't think it's gonna work it's weird because they ended the the Reunion, uh, kind of on a and she interesting left because they she talked about uh, Jesse Wu, and then they mm-hmm. had Kitty talking about their sexual assault. Oh, right. Yeah, um, and <sighs> it's weird for me because I, I get I can't even imagine like if you've never had this conversation and you're having the conversation mm-hmm. on camera, millions of people are watching you, and then to get that kind of backlash, I question if. Was the backlash that big, or are you focusing on that? Because I didn't when I when she came out, I felt like the response was very positive from people. Like, thank you for sharing that. It's inter- it was interesting to me that she went on the point of how hard it was for her to deal with being victim shamed. Well, I mean that that no matter it happens. All, yeah, it, it, it's always of course of like okay, well why? Because I I also fall into that sometimes when I hear a story and it's just like, well wait a minute, well. Why would you do this? Because as a woman, it's like, yeah, I, I work out and I feel that I'm stronger than a percentage of women, but I'm not, I went put, I try not to put myself in those situations for that fact. Yeah. And so I definitely do fall. And sometimes when I'm hearing, you know, these women's accounts of the things, it's like, well, wait a minute, why would you do that? However, it shouldn't happen at all. Right. So she should be able to go to a studio right. Right, around a bunch of producers who are working. Right. So it's def- I definitely you know I definitely grapple grapple with that. So I can see how and then if the, if you if you are uh, you know a social media and you follow her and you're not you, there's a lot of people on social media that follow people just to hate on them. So it's like that that was just another way to hate on her. So I, I would definitely take you know what people said to her on social media as a grain of salt. She definitely has, from what I see, definitely more fans than you know haters. Yeah. And focus uh, on the positive. Yeah, I yeah. think the key word is that, and she said it shouldn't just happen. It shouldn't happen. Right. Like regardless of where, like questioning, well, what were you doing? Mm-hmm. What were you wearing? Right. You know, what was your attitude about? Why were you with all these guys by yourself? That should never matter. Mm-hmm. You should never be. You know, if you're a victim of sex assault, sexual assault, it should never be the case of the woman. And we put it so, and I, that's the the messed up part of our society is that we put it on the victim more so on the person, right. that per, the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. So I think it was good that they did, um, you know, highlight that because that was, you know, an emotional part of that episode uh, when that happened and they told their stories. But I'm glad they highlighted it. And hopefully, you know, this is something that we can see less of in this uh, hip hop culture. Amen. All right. So to wrap it up, uh, we saw Amara got her mom a new house. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also has a new EP out called Unstoppable, which is really dope. Uh, Trina has her album, The One, that's about to come out. The One. I'm excited. Kiara is living her best life. <laughs> and then Hollywood wants to date Shay. Oh, that was gosh. so weird. That How convenient. Weird. That was weird. How convenient. They don't even look like that. They don't look like he's somebody. Saying, he he look, just, he's like, yeah, oh, look, I ain't never going to look how I look last. He's, I'm such a player. Like, boy, yeah, hey, I love you. Yeah, yeah and Trina was out. She was like, "Bye, I'm done. Yeah. I ain't talking about this no more." Yeah, do you think Trina? Do you think Trina and or Trick are gonna be back next season? Uh, I think Trina would. Honestly, I mean, I don't see why not. Like, I, I am in. Tr- I'm interested in their stories. I think just going it back into it, Trina needs to know, like, stop trying to make Trick and Trina a thing. Like, be happy with your album mm-hmm. and you know execute that success. I think that if uh, if Trina comes back, 
or Trina doesn't come back, I should say. I don't see Trick coming back no. because I think that um, I think Trina obviously by herself, yes, uh, as a cast member, but mm-hmm. I can't see Trick having a storyline on his own or just having things going on of his own that would be relevant uh, or people would want to watch. Yeah. What was your favorite Trina. moment of season two? God, oh. when they were showing like the highlight stuff, there was it felt like the season was long, but it really wasn't long, and there's so much stuff that I forgot about. It was so good, it went by so quickly. Yeah, it was it was definitely definitely good. Gosh, I don't know. I think I like the I do like compared to, for instance, New York, which we kind of just finished off as well. I do like the performances um, of season two overall. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Amada's performance, um, even Veronica Vega's performance. I do like the performances consistently throughout the season where it does embody love and hip hop. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um I think the <laughs> barbecue. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it was just so much that happened. I mean, the, there was just so much with all the like almost all the cast members. Like you had the the battle between, you know, Chaotic and Trick, you know, trying to get that the feature. Wig snatching. The wig snatching happened. You have Veronica and JoJo. There was just so much in that whole scenario. So mm-hmm. I think that it was like a gumbo of drama and uh I liked it. I got to say, for me, it was Amara's temper. The fact that she remained calm through this whole season and didn't step out of character. Mm. You got to remain calm when you know there's checks coming. Like, not only is she getting checks from being on this show, she has a ridiculous amount of checks. And if yeah. you know that when you're this way and you're calm and you're getting more checks versus you go you know, the other way and you're going to lose checks, like, she just bought her mom a house. That's, that's even more like, okay, I'm just... I'm going to stay in my zen. Y'all not going to be bringing my zen over, over nothing. Okay. Oh. Well, check this. We got to take a quick break. But when we get back, we're going to talk all things season eight premiere of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. When it comes to your laundry detergent, are you overpouring and overpaying? You shouldn't pay extra for unnecessary additives. Drops doesn't either. Drops detergent pods pass on artificial colors and icky chemicals and pass the savings to you. With Drops laundry detergent pods, they're half the most compared to leading detergent brands. And wash plans are less than your monthly Netflix subscription. Whatever you need, Drops has a plan that fits you like your favorite t-shirt, okay? The best part? They deliver directly to your door in plastic-free, compostable packaging, save the oceans from plastic pollution, and save 30% off your first Drops order on www.drops.com. It's a win-win. So visit drops.com slash lovinghiphop. That's drops, D-R-O-P-P-S, dot com slash lovinghiphop to get an extra, remember, extra 30% off your first order of convenient, plastic-free, eco-friendly cleaning. Y'all, it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Yes, Like, absolutely. they give you so many. And then not and the lavender that, and the balls that you put in a little dryer. Instead of buying the uh, dryer sheets, dryer they sheets, give you yeah. uh, oh. three balls. Yeah, the, ball the balls. balls. Right. The balls are always good. Remember, every drops counts. And we are back. So I am super excited to talk about Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, Woo! which happens to be my favorite franchise of all of them. But first, let's get into some piping hot tea. Sister TK. Thank you, sexy Uncle Lem. Um, so <laughs> What's first, happening? I don't know. So first off, shout out to Spice. She hit uh, 100K on Spotify. Hey. Um, so happy for her because, you know, she's just definitely been um, like working hard. She wants to cross over. Um, I don't think she's fully crossed over just yet, but definitely uh, making some um, roads. 
Yeah, I mean, her last herself. album, I'm, I'm, I'll be jamming. Mm-hmm. I'll be jamming. And then also, uh, Cardi B, she's just doing the most. She's multiple streams of income. She has decided to uh, trademark Okr. A little shorter. My Sorry. thing is, though, how do you trademark something like this? I was talking about this this weekend. How do you trademark? Like, what if I come out with a shirt, but I only put two R's? Like, she trademarking it with three R's. What if I put four? You know what I mean? I like I'm That's, sure Pepsi might have had to pay her a little bit more because she has that commercial. Mm, so to say it, use yeah, it. interesting. So, well, she's she's trying to trademark it, so That's we don't smart, know if it's though. gonna f- actually happen. But she's attempting. Hey, I mean, if people coins. can trademark their uh, or insure and trademark junk their their personal private parts and other things, then I'm sure that could be trademarked. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> well Jay Z and Beyonce try to. Trademark blue ivy. I blue no blue ivy no blue ivy. I don't think it's trademark, but I think blue J or J blue. That uh, color is trademarked by Jay Z. Oh, okay, that part. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't understand that. <laughs> and then Razby, remember he walked off. Uh, I think a week or two weeks ago, he walked off again. Um, off the tour, off stage. Um, do you think he's gonna survive the Millennium tour? Not for his sake. I hope he does. <laughs> you better pull it together, sir. I mean, I can imagine what type of, you know what I mean, therapy you've had to endure from the past to today. And the fact that you keep mentioning Chris Stokes is involved somehow. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, You know, it brings me to kind of like with the Kesha whole situation with Mm -hmm. her being tied to the record label and having to work with somebody who sexually abused her. And if he's claiming these things and, you know what I mean, he's been very consistent throughout the years. Mm -hmm. This is kind of, I mean, it sucks, bro. But like right now, it's kind of one of those things where it's like you need this moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when this moment's done, you you leave. You jump off and you do your own thing. Like, I don't want you to be known for the guy that's, like, messing up the tour and, right. like, crying all the time. I mean, and it sucks. You know what I mean? Because nobody seems to want to hear your story or side with you. Maybe he needs, like, a team or something. or A um, better team. A better team, like, outside of B2K. Maybe he has, like, three or four individuals where they almost shield him. Like, he goes and performs, and they shield him from everything else. So he doesn't have to deal with, you know, um, Chris Stokes. He doesn't have to deal with yeah. the, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're we're a family, but we're a family on stage, and, you know, we're going to the next day's destination. I'll see you there. Move to Miami and work with Julian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's get into the season eight of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yeah, so we're going to cover episodes A New Dawn and Unfriended. So we got Carly Red in Love. Queen Carly Red. Again. Uh, Scrap's new half-sister just found out about. Ooh, Scrap's so fun. Um, and yeah, uh, Mommy like D dancing on the bar, which uh, threw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, oh, what do you okay, think? what in the ages is going on I know. here? Oh, excuse me. Let like, me tell you, really? when Mama D was in that bathing, really? Ooh, Mama yeah. D was looking. I'm like, yeah. honestly, I mean, look, hey. I'm not, you know what I mean? I don't you, swim in that boat. Yeah, would she make you want to <laughs> swim in that, in that boat? No, I don't swim in that pool, but... Mama D, I gotta get. I don't know how old she is, but she up there. Okay, pa- two's popping so out. She, she was, look good. She was doing it for you. Good. Okay, all right. Then there you go. To y'all two. Um, wow. So I just want to talk about <laughs> mm. loving hip hop Atlanta mm. um, because it is my favorite. I know you guys like it as well. What do you think sets this franchise apart from the others? I mean, like this is the. Atlanta with the storylines like Stevie, Mimi, Jocelyn, like Some when you go back, like too. they were, it was so epic. And the character, everyone that they bring onto this show has 
the most amazing personalities. I mean, Stevie, just seeing him back on the screen again, you know, Mimi, you know, she's going to come in hot and she's just going to, I'm going to curse somebody They're out. consistent, though. They're consistent. <laughs> Very yeah. consistent. You know, and then you even go and you look over to, like, Bambi or and, mm-hmm. and Scrappy. Like, I never even thought I would miss them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I never thought I would, like, Milk Dud looking Kirk ever. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, all right, let's see where this Frost. is going to go. They also speak to, like, a lot of issues, like a lot of the other uh, franchises do, but they also speak to a lot of issues with you know infidelity yeah. or like it's just a lot of things that are going on and even this season there's you know issues as well so it's one of those things where it's like you can look at it and there is especially with Kirk and Rashida like that happens yeah yeah and they're staying together 19 years right and there's a Crazy. whole new baby from somebody else mm-hmm. that's like Crazy. you know it's just like it shows the maturity and also a possible example i don't think anybody wants to go through some a situation like that but it's like do you throw your whole family away because you feel a certain way at the moment or do you try to salvage it and just and see? it's that old school love like yeah. that's what right. our, my my not my my family but my grandmother my grandfather like they stuck through certain mm-hmm. stuff and it's like it's family. Yeah, we no, gonna deal sure. with this. Yeah, and I think too. Uh, I think that for me, Atlanta is the most of all the franchises the most down to earth. Like when you're talking about the issues that they speak of, mm-hmm. I feel like the other franchises don't really deal with that like that. Really? Like they really get. I mean, they deal with you know internal issues, but I feel like Atlanta. Um, they started it doing that because mm-hmm. when they came out, it was guns blazing, and right. they didn't care what they talked about. I mean, even with whole Stevie and 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 all his you know situations, and I think it's what just he was doing. Fun. They do it funnier, like in a light way. Like mm-hmm. they, it's like it's crazy. Like your car, your bike's getting run over by your right. mother in law, mm-hmm. but it's like and it's real shit. But it's still like there's an element of laugh, like laughter to yeah. it. Where it's like Peter and Tara in New York. Like I was like, someone saved these children. Right. Save, Amina, like, mm-hmm. you know, Mimi, Jocelyn, use a maid. Like, it's just, yeah. but don't get it twisted. I, there's some moments I'd really be looking at uh, Jocelyn like, oh, this poor girl. Speaking of moments, my favorite all-time moment, I'm going to go back, oh. is when um, Carly Red was introduced into the cast and Benzina was trying to holler at her. Um. And she was up singing and dancing with some open-toed shoes on, let me tell you something. The like, yo. You have something with, yo, t- with, with toes. Hold on. First of all, what I'm trying to say is the whole singing and dancing part. It was like, it was really, it was, it was really, really, I said you had open-toed shoes on. You have I'm just saying, toes. I, I don't, I've never said anything about toes. You, all these you years and no, you still hung yeah, up on her toes? Yeah, you said something about, um, I said boys. she had open-toed shoes mm. on. Like, <laughs> nah. I didn't say anything about her toes. I'm, toes. I'm, I'm, you don't I'm, like sucking I'm, toes, you don't like toes. I didn't say that, things. and that was not even, don't even bring that up, because that was not a thing I brought up. So don't even try. <laughs> yes. Didn't we? Yes. No. That does not. Don't I, even try. Anyway, that was my it. favorite moment. Y- it was my favorite y'all moment. Don't come for me. I didn't come for you. That was my favorite moment. That's all I'm saying. Welcome I thought to it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious mm-hmm. with her doing that. And I feel like she's probably wanting to bury that in the sand. Well, I don't yeah. even think she cares about that, but okay. She I ain't she going back to thinking about that. Yeah, okay. I think she's thinking okay. about what's about to happen this yeah. season. Yeah, mm-hmm. this season. Speaking of this season, we talked about uh, Stevie and Faith. Getting married, we saw this. Um, we heard it obviously seen it in the blogs and it all was of that. Everywhere. Yes. The um, difference it makes when you respect right. a woman. Ooh. That part. Uh oh. Um wow. they are officially married. Um, of course, 
um, there's a situation that happens, uh, which we'll get into, but I want to first talk about the whole issue that came up with um, Mimi's reaction because, of course, Stevie came with Faith, his wife, Faith mm-hmm. Evans, um, came with his wife to Atlanta. He had moved to California, moved mm-hmm. away, got married. Mimi was feeling some kind of way about that. But then they end up taking their daughter together, Eva, mm-hmm. and basically telling Eva, hey, you know, daddy got married. This is daddy's wife before consulting Mimi about it. And Mimi. Typical Stevie. Right. Well, Mimi spoke. The thing is, it's not even like they didn't have a conversation. Mimi said, like, I need to meet her first before. Right. You know, so we can tell Eva this is the situation. So it's not even like, oh, well, we just happened to be at lunch or dinner or something. And, you know, we're together. Why not? It was like, no, I told you this is how we're going to do it. And it's messed up. Like, I'm sure this is nothing new Mm -hmm. because I'm sure she went through the same thing with Jocelyn or anyone that he's ever messed with. Like, first of all, you don't live in this state. I take care of our daughter, uh-huh. you out there, you have another daughter elsewhere, mm-hmm. and you well, just going to come back well, here and bring some girl. Like, kids. okay, I understand it's Faith Evans, but like, uh, no, this yeah, is on it, our turn. Because it seemed like no matter what, through the ups and downs, like it's, and obviously I don't know his relationship with his other um, kids' mothers, but it's like they, they were friends. There is still, despite Stevie J's... Stevie J isms. There is still a respect that, like, okay, you know, you we're gonna take care of this, right? So it's just like you didn't even want to send a text, like after the fact. Like, obviously, you weren't thinking of her when you're getting married because you're in love and also. But like after the fact, like the blogs hit. Oh my gosh! Like, I'll I'll talk to you later. Like, do you think that's why she didn't mention anything about the shooting? Um. Oh, to to Stevie. Well, why would you? If somebody if if somebody cares if somebody claims that they care for you. And, you know, the mature way is like, okay, well, they're married. Okay, he's married and he's doing his own thing. But now you're back into reality and you don't even have the decency to call and check up, not even on the mother, but on your child. Then why am I going to contact you when something hits the fan? Obviously, you don't care about me. Right. And to answer your question, yes, I believe that because he is ghosting. And the fact that she obviously knows and I think maybe like secretly he knows uh, that she knows, but the fact that he didn't tell her. Right. Um, and the fact that he's literally moves to California, doesn't say anything, and then wants to swoop in. Yeah, or like acknowledge this after dad. the fact. Exactly. My thing was when he was like, oh, you should have called me, like, you know, I would have came. And he was like, well, I'll call 911. Well, I'm, I'm faster than 911. It's like, Stevie, what no. are you doing? Like, he's like, he's trying to play the whole thing where I'm like, I can be super dad and I can just come in and be the protector. And mm-hmm. it's like, you haven't done that this whole time. Right. Which is why I thought it was funny when they were like um, so Stevie goes to even is like hey so you're gonna live with us in California he's like you better ask my mommy cause she's the one that takes care of me yep that part <laughs> yeah welcome so, to Atlanta yeah, exactly <laughs> And Faith actually did back up because we do see them actually come together, the three of them, uh, Faith, Stevie, and Mimi. And Faith was like, I didn't know that he did that. Yeah, as she should. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, that's... Because Faith has kids. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. She's, and no, she's, she's a, a mother. It, it, it seems like, and I've seen her and I forgot the other reality show that she was on, but it seems like she's very mature mm-hmm. and very, like, sees, sees it and doesn't go off of emotions. So it's like, of course she's going to back because it makes sense. She wouldn't want that done to her, so therefore she didn't want to... And Stevie, I don't understand why Stevie decides to make those decisions when everything is just easier when you just put it out in the open. Exactly. Like this situation wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. if he just said, hey, by the yep. way, 
you know, faith is coming. Maybe we should all just have dinner and we can all break it to her. Yeah. Which now you're going to see, I mean, like kind of what Mimi said, like I like her because she checks him and he needs someone to check her. So moving forward, I'm sure Mimi will now have a relationship with Faith oh, oh, yeah, sure. to watch over the child, Stevie, mm-hmm. and be like, hey, uh, Eva's got this. Eva's got this because yeah. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie is acting like a whole new person right now. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. Well, right now. Exactly. Yeah. And then he gets the old Stevie. And I think Faith knows what's up. Faith knows what she's gotten herself into, and, uh, you know, she's governed herself accordingly. Um, we do see a returning cast member. He had went away to prison. He's still in the halfway house, but Scrap De Leon is back officially. Scrap. Um, and um, he found out some new things in his life. Um, first of all, he you know, you know wants to get out to this halfway house, and he wants to have basically visitation where he can leave. And in order to do that, you have to have a family member sign you out that doesn't have a felony record. <laughs> Unfortunately, his mom and his brother um, have a record so they can't so then his mom KK uh, shout out to her Karen King uh, she goes and she basically seeks out um, not only his dad dad, who he supposedly thought was dead um, but then he founds out now he has a half sister uh, his dad's daughter and then she's the one that bails him out um, first of all, she's she's. I mean, I thought she was she ghetto was, twins. Ghetto twin. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. The same age. Um, they're both thirty. But I thought she was she was super cool to come and bail him out. But then also, I mean, I don't know what conversation happened right. in between. But the fact that she came and she was like, "I got you," you know, I thought that was cool. And the fact letting him stay at her house, I thought that was cool. What do you guys think? Yeah, but I don't. Where where are the stipulations for bail? Because if he were to do something against his bail, doesn't she get penalized? Well, I, it's it sounds like it's not bail because he still has to. He just gets to visit outside of the half. Oh, it's like a, gotcha. um, so my friend got out and I had to sign for him, basically being the person responsible, saying mm-hmm. I'll be responsible, right? But the what, time that he has out. So but yeah, what if they I, do something when then I would have been. In trouble. In trouble for yeah. it. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, that's wow. why... You, which is crazy that she's never met him before. That's what I'm saying. That's why... Under, like, this is my friend, best friend of over 20 years. Yeah. So it's like, bro, do some shit. And- yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just like, yes, I, I get it. You just found out that you have a half-brother, but... Okay, you find out you have a half brother who just spent time in prison, who's now in the halfway house, mm-hmm. and now you want me to bail him out. But why did he go to prison? And then the mom is has also been in jail, and the brother. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna insert yourself in the situation and hope that everything is good. And I think I do hope everything does go well. But mm-hmm. it's just like if I'm looking at it, I'll be like, oh. This is not good. Yeah, and uh, the father was so awkward. Like, yo, well, and I really want to know the financial position that the father is in Mm -hmm. and like because just based off how he was dressed and i know like just to judge somebody off that but like it was interesting to me to see how the father was dressed and then how the sister was dressed and the father was very gave me golf tea like you know what i mean like and so i'd be interested to know like why wasn't the father around uh you know karen or whatever the kk and whatever Uh the situation is is why you know, she said, oh, he's, he's dead. No, I think he was dead to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in some <laughs> some of those situations, too, um, you have fathers who, and this is the unfortunate thing, the system is set up for, for the mothers. And sometimes the mothers, you know, they're definitely owed what they what the children deserve. And then sometimes the mothers use it against the fathers. Mm-hmm. And the father gets tired of, you know, well, I want to see my child. And the mother is like holding the child, yep. you know, hostage. And you get tired fighting that fight. And so you just give up and you're like, my child will come and find me if they want to find me. So, you know, it, it's there's a lot of that has played throughout the last, you know, since 
I forgot, I think it's the 80s when that whole thing got put into place. So, you know, that could be the situation, too. And KK doesn't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And you also look at the whole situation. Remember when she's explaining, because Scrap was upset. He was like, why am I just now finding out about this man? And she tries to explain the situation. She's not doing the best job. But essentially, he cheated on her with Cheyenne, his sister's mom. Yeah. And so, and it was a situation where she said she left and moved out, mm-hmm. um, got out the house. And then, like you said, it was dead to her. Like, mm-hmm. in the sense, like, all right, well, I'm not fooling with him. And if he's not making his chance to reach out, you know, he's got this young son. Yeah. Then it's like, he's gone. Yeah, then KK seems like a gangster as far as oh, in everything, sure. in emotion, emotions. Like, she gave her heart to this man. She And even in that thing, she's like, when I met him, I, he knew I wanted to be in a relationship. He knew mm-hmm. I wanted to have kids. Apparently, he gave her the kid. Mm-hmm. And then he found out you had a whole nother situation going on. Right. All right, cool. I'm out. Right. And I do believe that she probably heard on the streets mm-hmm. that he had got killed or got shot or whatever the case is. And then, okay, well, no follow-up is needed. You know, I'm not going to follow up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to check to see if the story is real because I could care less. Yeah, and you can find me. Right, exactly. I did think, though, when Scrap was talking to Big Will, um, he's a junior apparently, and how he was talking to him and he was... I was touched in the sense that he says, I got two kids. And mm-hmm. he's like, um, they call me daddy. I've never been able to call someone right. that. That was huge because, and we know, and we've discussed this before, especially in the black community, um, when it comes to black men and black fathers, a lot of them are absent. Okay, wait, 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 though. Do you guys think that if Scrap was to sit with the father alone, he would have been more open to... Like without the cameras? No, no, without or just being by KK himself. being there, because uh, I think it's hard when, you know, your mother has taken care of you for so long. You've only heard her story, mm-hmm. and there might be some things that Scrap may not like to hear about his mom and how she might have handled certain things, um, because sometimes the anger that KK had, like she walked in, she found out about the che- you know that mm-hmm. that stuff. It's like mm-hmm. that affected her. Yeah, but he he'll also. Uh, the father will also have to deal with the fact that he didn't look for his son. Yeah, because I do think the father was not, it didn't come off from more, like, no, like, hand on the back. Like, it seemed like he was scared of him. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a whole, you're you're presented with something that happened 30 years ago, and now you're looking at somebody that's your flesh and blood, and you essentially abandon them. So there's a whole bunch of emotions with that that he's dealing with. Like, you know, how how do I look at my child and say I wasn't there for you? Well, bro, what you come here for? Yeah. And on top of that, <laughs> he's he's had a stroke. And so you, you can tell when uh, Scrap is talking to him, he's kind of trying to process these mm-hmm. things. And he's mm-hmm. like, you have to excuse me. I've had a stroke. So it's taking him a lot longer to respond and all that kind of stuff. So I agree with you. I think that's huge emotional um, duress. And then on top of that. So I think it's stuff, something that we're going to see more of yeah. you know, as the season progresses. If they build on the relationship, then yeah. definitely then they can have those conversations. But I think just out the gate. They're both, it's both very raw. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, So speaking of raw, um, our favorite, well, uh, we talked about her at at the beginning. Um, It was my special favorite moment. But Carly Red is in love once again. I don't know how many times this is, uh, but man, she's in love once again. One of these seasons. Right. One of these seasons. (laughs) One of these seasons, she's going to have a marriage uh, wedding special. I don't know. She's not married on her Instagram. Well, yeah. (laughs) So uh, she is uh, engaged. Um, She's working on her invitations at this time. And uh, had you guys heard of her fiance? 
Nope. Oh, <laughs> that part. Um, yeah, but I mean, just because we don't. I haven't heard of. No, no. I'm yeah. just, I was just asking. I, mean, I was just asking. If he's a businessman, let him yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You know, let it, that might be better for her than de- dating somebody in the industry. You right. Know? Exactly. So, you know, good power to her. But I don't know. Maybe she's keeping it a secret on her Instagram because I follow her on Instagram and yeah. I ain't seen the dude no more. Oh well, um, she seems happy. You know, this is the, the third time she's been proposed. Well. There was other ones were fake proposals, apparently. Um, Benzino? Benzino, remember he didn't propose. He, he closed up the ring. Yeah, but he bought the ring. Yeah, but it, she, he didn't propose to her. Oh. And then the... the uh, when, Jenkins. Uh, yeah, Life life uh, Jennings, he <laughs> didn't... Um, he didn't even... He she gave her the ring, out. but she passed out, and it wasn't even a real ring. We found out in the reunion. So uh, he was like, oh, because I wasn't real with uh, you. Um, so... You know, we'll see how it happens. But like you said, uh, you know, history I mean, may be repeating itself. He wasn't in Trinidad. Right. He wasn't, I see him nowhere. Yeah. But maybe she's, you know, keeping the world away from her husband. Right. She's pulling a safari and Eric Amenes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe. maybe. Um, but we did see uh, someone new that was added to the cast. Um, and this is, a, quote unquote, a best friend of uh, Carly Red. Pooh is her name. And we see uh, <laughs> <laughs> so much emphasis. I, well, I'm just that's her name. Well, oh. she's an old friend of Carly Red because Carly's old. above and beyond. Right? Have you seen your life? I think I that, love you, Carly. Oh, and goodness. I see them little them little plays and th- uh, movies, oh. C-list movies you be doing, girl. <laughs> yeah. Get your coin where you need to because you look bomb. But I'm just so saying, girl, like shade. talk so to Pooh. Let, let the, Pooh, I you had her your tongue in her booty. The thing, yo. <laughs> I think the thing that she's trying to, you know, uh, cancel out is that maybe Pooh and her husband were just like, you know, um, monogamous. Yeah. And there's just the two of them and they didn't have this type of lifestyle. Then she still might be friends. But I don't think she wants that crossing over to exactly. her her marriage. Exactly. So but why is like, it got to cross over into your marriage? Yeah, because it's if like. If that's your life and your marriage, you know what I mean? Yeah, but this person. I know people that do that. This, if this and, person's your best friend, then that means that, you know, it's like, you know, if you're a ducks of a feather, then you, you know, that, that might be on the table. And she doesn't, she probably does not want that on the table for her wedding. Because. Your tongue <laughs> might have been oh, in a booty, goodness. and you don't want that coming up. Like, how are you gonna have someone out there, and you was in a, just jumping? Allegedly, she's like nobody even knows your husband. She's like everybody knows my husband. I'm like Hiram. I don't know him. No, nope. but I, um, I haven't heard. Yo, but the thing is, and I agree with you, TK. Um, because what he? Pause. I know, I know, right? I know. <laughs> a once in a lifetime. Damn. Um, but I feel like she does not. That's the past for mm. her. And, like, I was bringing up that, you know, scenario, like, she kind of wants to bury that. I think there's a lot of things in her life that she kind of wants to, you know, put down in the sand. But this is one of them because of what happened. Pooh basically put it out. Like, literally all of the business and was like, that's why. But and then, Carly, don't put yourself on, say, look, girl, we have a past. There you go. Like, And then your, the booty hole wouldn't came up because you would have said, we had, a, we had a past. Right. And right now, I'm trying to lift myself up and be in this relationship and, you know, right now, I have to pick and choose who I can be around. And that's so a conversation. you coming up I... like, girl, you an opportunist. Right. Yeah. You this, this. That's a conversation, Carly, should um, if you're assessing your friendship and may, maybe say they were hanging out for an extensive period of time and, you know, now you're in this new relationship and now it's advanced on and you're like, I don't want any parts of that in my new relationship. Mm-hmm. Then you should just call her and say, look, it was great. Um, I did this when I was single, you know, to pass the time. But now this is what I'm doing. No right. offense. But this is the, the lifestyle I'm trying to well, live. Well, the thing is, she didn't invite her. And that's why she didn't invite her. But Pooh, of course, 
I gotta know. Not and her that's name is Pooh and yeah. the tongue and the booty. I'm yeah. like, Ooh. it's just yeah, it's a it's lot. Too much. It's a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so uh, we do see uh, a follow up with Kirk and Rashida. First of all, they're still together. Shout out to that. Uh, Nineteen uh, no, years. No, shout out to Rashida. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to shout out Rashida. to Rashida. <laughs> and I hope every morning Kirk wakes up and he cooks her breakfast and says thank you. <laughs> right. He yeah, because to. that's a whole. That's beyond self awareness. That's beyond uh, adulting. That is. Beyond Beyond, that's like a whole that's for Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa type thing. Like that's a that is a lot. And I'm like a forgiving person, and I've seen some. And it's just like you bring a whole nother yeah and, situation. And the fact that she, her skin ain't crack. Rashida out here looking bomb. Yeah, she looks. And great. I gotta say that about Mimi too, because Mimi, yeah. Mimi, yeah, Carly, and Rashida, doing, what yeah. they yeah. look so good. Mm-hmm. It's that Atlanta, them Atlanta peaches, okay. man. I'm telling you. Um, so we do but not see Mama them. D, though. <laughs> Uh, we do see <laughs> that you wish at your age you could ever <laughs> look like the I queen. Can't, I can't with Baba D right now. I can't. But we do see uh, them on uh, Real Talk with uh, Shekinah, who we've seen before on television. Uh, really good friends with Tiny. Um, they had a show together mm-hmm. uh, where they did these adventures. But I, I liked her. She's like crazy. Um, really good energy. And um, you know they talk about them moving forward again. Nineteen years of marriage. And so we do see that this is when Rashida meets Cannon for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, she's known about him. Uh, Kirk has obviously been around him and spent time with mm-hmm. him. Um, Rashida is just kind of just like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. So now they're doing this um, anniversary dinner. They're going to have just family there. And they're like, OK, now's the time. He's so, and so cute. Right. He's super cute. <sighs> so. Yeah, Kirk, uh, well, he's brought in over by Kirk's daughter, uh, oldest daughter. And, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to give the phone up to Rashida. Well, I mean, you're at that that, that two-year-old age, if they don't rock with you, it's mm-hmm. going to take them a, a moment to get used to well, you. Well, he doesn't know right. her. So. Yeah, exactly. He barely probably listening to his own mama. So. Right, right. She seemed like that whole little scenario, she, she was doing a lot with him. Like, can you sit down? He was like, uh-uh. Like, and he was just don't doing be, all Yeah, don't touch me. Like, don't mess with me. I'm over here doing my thug thizzle. Um, do you think that, um, you talked about, obviously, she, Kirk needs to bow down, obviously, because him still being in the situation. Do you think that with her still keeping Kirk, um, do you think that he's learned his ways, learned from his mistakes? Mm. That's between Kurt and God. Yeah, that, that was, I can't was we'll even. find out this season on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's one of those. I, I don't know. That's that's such an interesting conversation because you still now you're having people saying that, and this has been kind of started off small, but now it's becoming prevalent where it's like, oh well, people are not monogamous, and therefore, you know, if you expect them to do something that's against nature, then you know that's not the case. Then you have people like, well, if you want to be monogamous. Then you know it's a it's a choice and it's something that you deal with on a daily basis, blah blah blah. So you have two camps, and it just feels like whatever works for you. And I think maybe Kurt needs to sit down, even though his intentions are this. Maybe he needs to really sit down with himself and say, yeah. maybe this is not this is not my this is not my lane. Uh-huh. And then have a conversation with Rashida saying, well, I, like I I want to do this, but if you continue failing at it, then Maybe that's not for you. Right. So, I mean, maybe that's something that, you know, he needs to to deal with beyond what society and everybody else expects him to do. Sure. Well, they seem like they're happy um, celebrating uh, their anniversary. So shout out to that. Don't uh, always start off. Like and this. we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Um, let's talk about uh, Spice. And um, the things that she does. So there was an important, obviously, topic that came up 
with Spice and uh, in relation to colorism. Mm-hmm. And so she's talking about um, having the issues that she's having. She feels like she's not further along in her career because of her skin. And um, this is something, obviously, that I've even seen documentaries in Jamaica, where she's from, mm-hmm. where colorism is big. And we see that they actually have skin bleaching. And, oh, and yeah, that's a common it. thing. Yeah, like, common. Uh, growing up, we had something called Ambi, where you'd put on... Well, my mom had it, and she gave it to me to put on my dark spots. Mm-hmm. But people would put it on their skin and on their face to lighten mm-hmm. up their skin. So that was a very big thing. And on top of that, I felt that because my mom could pass as white. So being a totally different, you know, shades darker than my mom i definitely saw the difference in how people treated us so that's definitely a big thing in the west indian community and people you know it's it's a common thing where you can buy this the the product that's not necessarily it doesn't do as much damage as far as going to the doctor but you can buy this as far as over the counter right there's a pop star uh delicious or something like that and she uh just did something with uh black china over in Africa, she's an African pop star, and she has a skin bleaching cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for ye- the past four years, she's been getting a lot of backlash from American outlets being like, yo, what are y'all doing? But not even just there, but, like, a- across the world, this is, like, yeah. a known thing. You oh, go yeah, to Asia absolutely. and things like that, like, they, this is, like, they're regular. Right. Yeah. They're, like, the, suntan lotion. Right. What? No. Yeah. The thing <laughs> that I wanted to um, really bring up is, of course, she had the song Black Hypocrisy mm-hmm. uh, that she was filming a video on, mm-hmm. and she actually, for the sake of the video, she had, you know, put makeup on. And blue to, eyes. Right. And it, was, it was To make herself The Beyonce factor. <laughs> right. Um, what did you guys think about that? Because... First of all, when the girls, the rest of the cast, came over, they were very shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, Mimi got, I mean, they like like into a huge argument, Mimi and Spice did, about what was going on. Because Mimi's whole thing is like, look, you know, she uh, Spice is trying to explain herself. Right. This is why I'm doing this. It's because of this. And Mimi's like, look, I'm black too. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do this. I've been a black woman my entire life. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, different. it's different. This is a conversation that you don't have at a photo shoot. This is a conversation that you're also <laughs> right. talking about cult- culturally. There, there's there's a difference. So, you know, I think this is a conversation that they should have sat down and, you know, Spice could have broke it down to her. Like, this is how it's been for me in the West Indies. And this is how I feel that, you know, me trying to ca- cross over. These are the issues that I've been presented with. Because even though Mimi considers herself a black woman, she's still on the lighter side of things. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you can't speak to what somebody who's different a different shade from you you know you can't speak to the same experience which is why i really i appreciated rashida's approach like i felt like rashida wanted to educate her mm-hmm. with how, what she felt but she also really she was sensitive to spice's feelings right. because yeah it is a cultural thing but also here in America, I, I sit down with girls all the time, and they'd be like, "Nah, she ain't even real black." It's like, well, both her parents are. But between yeah. light and dark, mm-hmm. like girls, you you go through different. No one has the same experience. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, that's so Mimi to get overexcited and like passionate. Well, I mean, I think Spice too. They they're both you know when she brought the breast thing. I think that's what you know threw Mimi off the edge, and she wasn't oh, yeah. even listening anymore. She was saying that was so. That's a it's whole not a different thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I and to walk in and see that would be like, whoa. Because yeah. I remember when Vibes Cartel did it, and it made news everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he got a lot of backlash for it. And he looked, you know, it's but it's such a... It's a in, internal thing because to me, I felt I looked at him and I was like, "Well, I think you look crazy now." Like, well, compared yeah, to what you look, it you signifies know. that you have money. Like, it's an old yeah, yeah. school mentality. But it's all your life you've been you've been 
talk down to mm-hmm. just based off of not even your character, just your skin color. And you feel like, oh, I have money now. I can change this. And, you know, people treat me this way. Then, you know, you go with it. Right. Yeah. We had talked about this um before we uh, started taping the show and it seemed like her her viewpoint that she said on the show because we do see her actually go to a dermatologist and ask about getting it permanently lightened mm-hmm. and the dermatologist you know said you know which caused her to get upset uh, and offended said you well you need to go through a psych evaluation that's going to be something that it's going to be required right and so she's like oh no da 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 but she was we did see her on the breakfast club and we had talked about that yeah and in the interview because she had the pictures that came out of course the video they went viral. for Exactly. And they were saying, did you do that? She's like, no, I did it just for the sake of the video. I wanted to have this as a moment, a teachable moment and all this kind of stuff. She wanted to have the discussion about it. And so on Breakfast Club, she was pretty much saying that it was all planned out. Mm -hmm. But when we look at this uh, episode one, it sounded like, no, she was actually planning to really do this in real life. Well, because we saw her with the A&R guy, Javon, mm-hmm. and uh, he spoke, I mean, maybe it was a deeper conversation, but he said, I feel right. like we need to change your image up. And it seemed like that's kind of where she branched Smart. off. I took him, and A&R saying that to you, and now, of course, we had Amara and right. whatever, Young but Hollywood. he specifically went after Amara's hair. Yeah, I went... With the Javon guy, I feel like... I don't when think he said about color. It didn't feel like... It seemed more like, girl, like your clothing, like how we were saying, like, I love Spice's music, mm-hmm. but a lot of it, I don't, I ain't checking for the whole Spice album right. because I, I, I listen to a different type of sound. Mm-hmm. She needs that kind of bridge, that 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 hit that's going to help her here in America. Yeah. And then sometimes the way maybe you dress doesn't relate over here. Well, yeah. You have to think of the dynamic of the, the, the people. So she's still doing a lot of dance hall and, you know, majority of the population, like, you know, just being in L.A., the West Indian community is very small. Yeah. So you're looking at you know, certain parts of the East Coast. So the majority of the population is not familiar with that. So like you have somebody like a Sean Paul, which was, you know, dance hall, but, you know, they put a little, you know, little extra on it. And it's just kind of like if she wants to do that, then she might have to consider changing up her sounds. So like she did a song with Destra, who's a big soca artist, Mm -hmm. but guaranteed, you know, maybe... 2% 2% of the population even knows that song existed. Yeah. It was a big hit in the West Indies. So it's just kind of like if you want to cross over, then you might have to start you know, working with different folks to do something like that. So I definitely think it wasn't a color thing. It was more of you, if you want to cross over to American pop culture, then you need to do... You need to follow somebody who's done it. And right. it's so interesting, too, to see the two groups of women she spoke to about yeah, it. I was just going to say that, Because yeah. the other two girls, who mm-hmm. I'm assuming were... They were Jamaican, yeah. for real. They were just like, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's more acceptable down yeah. there. Like, they weren't as angrily, like, They still were about. still No, they were a little cautious. taken back. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, girl, like, if that's how you truly feel, right. like... I understand. like Because they could relate to it. Yeah, like yeah. you said, in Jamaica, it is huge, and it's something that is more acceptable. Um, I wouldn't say acceptable, but it's just no more. Accepted. It's more yeah. accepted. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I also think Spice is very sensitive, uh, because even when she went think? to the doctor... <laughs> Like, and the doctor was like, okay, if you want, you know, there are creams that, you know, it's not going to completely but you know, get you there, but slowly it can mm-hmm. get you there. And then she brought the psych test and Spice was like, what? Yeah. But she girl. Yeah, but that's the same conversation we had talking about, like, mental, like, um, going to, like, psychologists and stuff like that. Like, if you think uh, in the community it's, like, just getting there now, the West Indies is not even right. close to that. To that, like, oh, we're gonna see a psychologist for what? Like, we don't do that. Exactly. Yeah. It's like not a thing. So I, I, I think you know she's she has uh, 
two feet in two separate worlds, or one foot in, you know what I'm saying. One foot um, in each world. No, yep. I, I don't know what you're saying. I do. Explain. <laughs> okay. Lem. So I just I just feel like she um again and then she she has the presser of her two children who are in Jamaica. Right. And you know, she's she's and she pointed out that she's traveling all the time in order to make um ends meet. Not as not to say she's poor, where she can get those bigger venues mm-hmm. and then she doesn't have to be She'll traveling. Do as much. More, right. Get more for less, right. basically. All right. Well, I am super excited about this season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I cannot wait for the remaining of the season. It's going down. Uh, but that is a wrap for our show today. If you want to be a part of the conversation, make sure you use the hashtag LHH the T. That is LHH, which stands for Love and Hip Hop. The T. We will be there next Monday after a new episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I am Uncle Lim, and you can find me everywhere at Lim Gonzalez. Oh, brother. Yo, I'm Jesse. You guys can hit me up everywhere at DJ Jesse J. And please, please, please make sure to share the show with all your best friends. And after you do that, go and rate, review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. I'm TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. See you guys next week. Stay petty and stay blessed, y'all. Next week? Yes! (laughs) Love and Hip Hop The T is a production of Revolver Podcast and VH1. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts.